Hi, I'm Robert, one of your hosts. And I'm Naomi, your other host. Welcome to the Open Minds Podcast. This podcast is part two of episode one. On this episode, we continue to talk about hurt people, hurt people. We also talk about how bullying is being shown in pop culture. Also, towards the end of the episode, we give out some very important hotline numbers. Just keep in mind that this episode has been pre-recorded. We hope you enjoy it. Here is part two of Hurt People, Hurt People. But today, we are going to do part two of Hurt People, Hurt People. Hope you're ready. Robert? Hey, I'm here. Hey, and we also have our special guest. Hello, Priscilla again. Okay, and in this episode, what we want to really talk about is we're going to give you advice or from our personal experience of what helped us move on. We're going to give you some numbers so you can get some help if you need to call someone. Um, just different stuff. Like I said, we're not doctors. We're not psychologists. We're not. We're just, you know, giving you facts of our personal experiences. Well, let's go from there. You know, um, I think we all saw the the uh, that Netflix show, 13 Reasons Why. Yes. Last the first season, you know, I'm not going to go and, and review it or anything like that. But we know the first season, one uh, a girl died or committed suicide. Yes. You know, because of someone or because she was being bullied, you know, and it's, you know, uh, and on the second uh, season, we see someone get raped, you know, not just a guy, you know. Also, we saw the trial of another of a girl that got raped, but she didn't want to talk about we yeah. saw a young man wanting to shoot up a uh, a school because of uh, being bullied and all that cyber bullying and all that stuff. You know, so many things. And I think, you know, that show touches a lot of um, ongoing things, you know, that we saw at school in our schools. You know, um, honestly, that uh, episode when the young man got raped by... A broomstick? By the broomstick. That, honestly, that shocked me. You know? That was intense. I couldn't even intense. open my eyes. So, I mean, the people that wrote that scene, I mean, they... They went all out. They went all out, but, I mean, it was needed for us to understand the intensity of this situation in our in our lives, in our world right now. I, I, I mean, obviously, most of the things that people write and people do for TV and... Most of the things, you know, are things that are have been real. Yes, and you know I agree with that. that. I don't know. I may be wrong, but I did hear that the actual script um, ended with him shooting up the school. But the thing is, the whole school shooting actually happened in Florida and it was too close to the release of the movie. So they had to refilm emergency refilm the ending of that because they didn't want it to end that way with what just had happened because it was so real and fresh. Um, that they changed the ending. Yeah, I heard that that okay. as well. So it's very true. And um, you know, we're continuing to talk. We're continuing to talk about hurt people, hurt people, right? Yes. And but this time, let's just talk about how we got out of it. You know, maybe it might work for you, maybe not. You know, we're gonna try to give you the best advice we can. So. What what how did you get out of uh being bullied, uh Priscilla? Um wow, that's hard. That's a hard question just because I don't think there was ever a time where I can remember like saying, Okay, this is where it ended. Um, because I think the one the eight year one that I had mentioned, 
It ended once one principal in eighth grade finally said that's enough and got rid of her. You know, expelled her. I didn't see her. It was over. Really honestly can say that from that day I never saw her again. So Well, I have now. Someone with authority took matters into its own. Finally, yeah. Finally, yeah. I guess, yeah, you can say that. And then, um, again, there's been people obviously throughout my lifetime now growing up that have done it and i can say in those cases is really just getting away from it if you can you know um insert i think now that i'm older the situations where they have been bullies they're by choice um they're people who are in my life by choice i mean you know i can get away from them sadly in school you don't have a choice you're there and you have to be in class and you have to be in school and that's where i think there really needs to be an authority figure who takes matters into their own hands and says okay that's enough okay how about you um uh, um for me um i mean obviously it's hard to get over it because ptsd for a lot of people but i would say what helped me stop bullying others and stop bullying myself and all that is God, honestly. And I don't, I think I didn't realize that till two, I think I have a year, two, two years now after a very hard moment in my life. Um, God was the thing that healed me and let me forgive. Um, and honestly picked me up. He picked me right up. He gave me my worth. He showed me basically how beautiful I was when I couldn't see it, how smart I am. And, like, I think without him, I wouldn't be here. I mean, obviously my family and my friends who support me, but I think it has a lot to do with God for me personally. What about you, Robert? Um, For me, I stood up for myself. So it could have gone either really bad or... It could have gone the way it went with me. I don't advise you. I mean, if you think you, no, I don't want to say manly, but if strong enough or you're just tired, I mean, you got to stand up for yourself. But like I said, it could have gone really bad because I remember when I told the guy he was with two other friends. So they were, they were, it was three. So, I mean, it could have gone really bad where they could have, all three of them jumped me to the point that maybe could have killed me, you know? Or ended up in the hospital or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, but I was tired. I didn't know what to do. I, I never told my parents. I never told a teacher, you know, so I just did it by myself. Yeah. Maybe it was the dumbest thing I could have done. I mean, you not always. Because it you know what? I can tell you, I told the teacher, I told my parents, I told the principal, and I told them all the minute it started. I'm saying, like, I was, I maybe I was a snitch. Maybe I was, you know, a baby about it. But I remember I didn't stay quiet. Um, I was scared. And if anything, I think I also even felt bullied by the principal at times because it was put back on me. Like, you must have done something wrong. Um, so I don't think that's always the solution. I don't think that's always the smartest way to go either. You know, if you don't have the right resources at the school, you may you find yourself even put into more of a target because you're publicly like, okay, you snitched. And it's very obvious because they bring her in and use your name. You know, she came in here and said this, 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 this. Now you're more of a target because not only does she have the first thing against you, but now you snitched, you know? Yeah. So it's not always Teachers, smart. Sometimes you have to make sure that 
people you tell know how to deal with the situation because even with you and are well trained i remember they sat you both down yeah. to eat mcdonald's together i remember to they deal. brought in a trained counselor who was gonna fix the problem and the, i mentioned the main problem was being bullied on my weight and her solution was to bring in mcdonald's and have us both eat a big mac in front of each other and I don't know in what world somebody would think that would fix a problem to have me eat in front of the person who is shaming me for eating. Um, and I remember that became a pr- issue because she went out there and told basically everybody in our class that I finished a Big Mac and that I was still hungry. And it was humiliating even because it was, I did. I remember that fixed nothing. If anything, it made things worse. I remember I looked at it and I didn't even want to eat it. It was humiliating humiliating to have to eat it in front of her, I would say. It was, yeah. Wow. You know, it, it, it's unfortunate, you know, sometimes that the people who are supposed to be taking care of us when we're kids, you know, in the school system, not they don't always really help, yeah. help us or take care of us, you know. And that's when, you know, People get hurt, you know, yeah. because they don't listen. Exactly. And it can be the lack of training. You know, I, in my case, again, I was, remember, for my own safety, I was, recesses or, like, breaks were taken away from me for my safety. So during lunch, I would grab my plate and I would go eat in the front office so that nothing would happen to me. And I remember thinking every single day on my walk there, what did I do to deserve this? Why does she get to be out there playing with everybody? Why does she get to eat lunch with her friends and I have to go eat lunch in an office sitting by myself because my safety, there's nothing else. There was no other solution but to keep me isolated, which I think was horrible. Yeah, I think that the, you were being punished. Yeah, exactly. Twice, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, like I said, um, my experience was to stand up for myself and it worked for me. Like I said, I mean, if you feel you that it'll work for you go ahead and i definitely think it should be something you at least try yes um i didn't i can say that i did that wrong i never tried and i i feel like maybe that could have ended things faster so even if you know if it doesn't work the first time but hey give it a shot yeah definitely sometimes you'll confuse them like robert did (laughs) yeah i know right yeah that worked out for me but you know and i stopped you know once like i said i stood up for myself and then i started myself doing the the hurting it's it honestly it stopped once I grew up, yeah. Once I mature, you know, and and I I said to um, I said I think I apologized to a few people, um, once I realized what the damage or the the hurting I had done. You know what I mean? And because I realized oh, what was I doing? What was I thinking? At the moment, I was just laughing, or people were laughing. And my 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 motivation for doing that was just to make people laugh. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. At at other people's imperfections or or whatever failures and stuff. Yeah. So once I realized what I was doing, you know, I and I I had to apologize. You know, because it was wrong. Yes, I, the damage had been done, but. At least these people know that, you know, um, I wasn't doing it because I wanted to hurt them because, no, that was not my intention. Yes. But I was doing that. Bec- I mean, I was hurting them. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. But not because I wanted to. 
just because I just wanted, you know, people to laugh and all that stuff. Just I don't know if I was wanting to send, be center of attention. Maybe or just not. fit in. Yeah, fit in or whatever, you know. Um, but then, like I said, I, I apologize and I said I'm sorry. I didn't mind. That was not my intention. But now I realize I did harm. I mean, I did cause harm. Yeah. And it, it'll never happen again. I think. And Sorry. I think that that's something I'm uh, currently dealing with that I've talked to my sister about is uh, because even with towards my friends, they've caused some sort of bullying in my past. Um, I find myself like, how do you say it, hurting them lately, like with a certain amount of friends that I'm afraid of being hurt by my friends, that I will hurt them before they get to hurt me. So like, They'll be like, they'll cancel on me and I'll say comments like, dude, you're totally replaceable. It's okay. Because inside me, I felt like I was replaceable at a moment. And I I feel like I wanted them to feel, I want them to feel how I felt. But I find myself hurting them. Definitely. And and that's one of the things that once we, once again, we, like that the power of words, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'll go back and say, you know, I'm not going to wipe my hands clean because I'm sure at some point I've done it. So I'm not going to say I've never done it, you know, made a joke that has made somebody feel bad. Because I think it's human nature to sometimes not be able to measure yourself of what's, you know, crossing that line of now, hey, you're hurting somebody. So I wouldn't say I've never done it. But again, I would say what you said. I've never intentionally said, hey, I'm going to say this joke to hurt this person or have repeatedly done it and been like, this is my target and I'm just bullying her, you know. But I'm sure in my lifetime, more than once, I'm positive I've done it to somebody. But sadly, you don't always see it. You know, you maybe didn't even notice it at that time. So you don't always get the chance to say, I'm sorry. Yeah, definitely. So other than the things that we've done to get out of, out of, um, you know, out of those situations. Yes. What other things can, do you think can help other people? Um, honestly, I would say a thing that would help other people would be talking about it. Because that's one thing I never really did. Like, till, like, high school, I think I told my sister that I was bullied by my teachers. Um, But not a lot of people I ever really told. And maybe that could have stopped a lot of situations that I would have, like, maybe got the teacher fired. I only got one teacher fired, and that was, like, in high school. Yeah, I think you could have, like, told your parents. And I think your parents would have done something about it, you know? Yeah, I I think I told my parents about the last teacher, the one that actually got fired. But I never told them about anything because you're young you don't know but i feel like that is something that would help but not all the time because sometimes if you tell the wrong person if you don't if they don't know how to deal with the situation we could end up like what we were just talking about with priscilla but maybe tell your parents tell your friend call a hotline they know what to do they know how to deal with it right now is the best moment because even back then when i was younger i remember they were barely starting to uh, say that the law of cyberbullying is actual bullying they, they used to say that cyberbullying wasn't bullying. So now you could actually get a restraining order because of cyberbullying. I remember you had cyberbullying. Yeah, I, well, uh, yeah, I had I had a cyberbullying as well. But I, I remember I was told that I could not get a restraining order until something was physically done to me. And I yeah. remember it got to a point where there was a detailed message of my murder, basically. And yeah. that was not enough for a restraining order until, again, something was done to me, which I think, you know, that needs to, or I'm, I don't know if it's changed now. It has now, changed, but, yes. Um, if it has, then I'm glad bullying. because I don't think you need to wait for an action to be done. I think, you know, if it's a threat, hey, yeah, that's enough to say I'm not going to let it get to the point where it's an action. I'm pretty sure now they consider a cyber threat a threat. 
But back to your question, Robert, I would say that a solution would be stand up for one another. I remember in my in my situation, I would have killed for one person to just stand up for me, you know, to, to let me know that there was somebody there. I wasn't alone. Um, I think nowadays people are so scared to be the outcast, to be the ones that are not cool. So they even if they don't agree with it, they'll laugh. Or even if they feel bad, they won't say anything and they'll keep walking because they don't want to be the one to be joined and then be the next target, you know? Um, but I think it's so important to not care about that type of stuff. And if you see something that's wrong, you know, that's what we lack. We lack love, sympathy, empathy uh, for one another. And to see that situation going on and really say, you know what, I'm not going to let it happen. To somebody else i'm gonna go and stick up for this person like hey come eat with me if someone's being made fun of for sitting alone or you know just invite them over even if you don't know this person um even if it's just for a minute to let them know that they're not alone just stick up for one another that's good that's a good advice what about you robert what's a good advice um i think forgiveness you know i, I ask for forgiveness but um you have to forgive others not just and, and you have to forgive yourself to be able to be free from all the bitterness, all the rage, you know, just the hate, the the times you feel sad, loneliness, everything, you know, the, anything that that, you know, a depression, um, anything that's dragging you down, you know, you just have to forgive others and forgive yourself. I think to forgive, it's it's very um, sometimes we, we can't because we are very prideful people but with it, it, it's definitely a solution yes you know um there's a verse in ephesians 4 uh, verse 31 through 32 it says get rid of all bitterness rage and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in Christ, God forgave you, you know? So, I mean, more clearer, it doesn't get to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, unfortunately, not everybody is willing to do that. Yeah, and at times, I feel like maybe somebody will be ready. I think me as uh, the person I've actually have forgiven, and um, it has changed a lot. I feel like when you don't forgive... It's not people, people see it like, okay, I'm not going to forgive this person because they hurt me. But in reality, you're causing that pain to yourself. You not forgiving them is not going to affect them. You don't necessarily have to go up to the person and say, hey, I forgive you. But emotionally, just let it go. Because once, if you don't, it's just going to be dwelling inside your, inside your soul it's going to create anger for me personally. I don't know for other people, but for me, it created anger. When I thought of the person, I'd be angry. I wanted to like, I just put myself in those situations again. But once I forgave, I was free. It's like this weight lifted from me. I was able to forgive myself. And I didn't necessarily go to the person and say, hey, I forgive you. But now when I think of the person, I think all nothing but blessings. I don't have hate. I'm not going to be best friends with them. I'm not going to be homies with them. But I feel free. I have a clean heart. I don't have hate. I don't have anger towards anyone. Because when you're not forgiving, you have hate towards yourself, mo mostly. Yeah, yeah. And it sets you free from all past hurts, you know? Yeah, it helps you heal. I think that's the beginning of healing. Definitely. Uh, 
do you have another one? Um, no, I was just going to say, like, um, out of experience, I, the person that I've been talking about basically this whole time, I recently saw her maybe about a month ago for the first time in years. And I can say, I can truly say I hadn't forgiven her until this time that I saw her. Um, when I saw her, I think it just hit me that I was finally over everything I thought I still had. I, I didn't see her. I always questioned it, you know, what I would feel if I saw her again. She impacted my life so much. She changed me in a way. Um, and when I saw her, I just honestly felt sadness, you know, I, I just also felt love and I, I wasn't mad anymore. I remember I went up to her and I just asked her about her daughter because I knew she had a daughter. Um, and I truly just said, you know, I hope you're doing okay. You know, I'll, I'll pray for you because it truly came out of heart. And I think that day I truly felt like a big weight had been lifted off my shoulders and sometimes it just takes that like maturity and growing up and really realizing that your past doesn't define you and it truly just you know it shifted you and it made you who you are today definitely i think another thing is that we or i as a parent have to um because all this hurt all this hurt sometimes can be like a generational curse do you know what i mean so like yes. for example um let's say my dad drank you know he was an alcoholic. Let's pretend, right? He wasn't, but he, let's pretend. And he and that behavior is learned by me. So I'll become an alcoholic. My son will learn that behavior, and he will become an alcoholic. You know what I mean? So that has to stop. And we have to be conscious of what we're doing, what we're saying. So if you don't want your son to be an alcoholic, don't drink. You know what I mean? If you don't want your son to hit his wife when he grows up, don't hit your wife if you don't want to your if you don't want your kids to to yell then you stop yelling you know so me i i've made you know changes in my life um from learned behaviors that i acquired and i had to change them because i said no it's not going to be that way it's going to be different with my kids you know what i mean so all those things get transferred from one generation to the other so I think I even feel like I've heard something someone tell me that even sadness can be transferred. Yeah, I think but again, we again, we I feel like we have to remember that not every case is like that. There are those parents who don't drink, don't do drugs, don't party. And their kids came out the complete opposite. They love to drink. They love to party. You know, it's not always the case. Sometimes like you can look at two parents and be like, what happened? Well, so it's family it could be like grandparents or like bloodline it doesn't it could necessarily it could actually skip a generation if you think about it why like an uncle and then a great great grandparent have the same personality or how people say oh you're just like your grandmother oh you have the same personality as your tia like that is it doesn't necessarily happen to your brother or sister that's why you're different like you you inherit something from your dad like your love of tacos and inherit the hypochondriac that your mother has. Yeah, but I'm talking everybody about loves myself. <laughs> no, yeah, but like uh, that's just everybody. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, some, no, I know what sometimes, you're like for me, me and my sister, for instance, my mom, she she's a little bit of a hypochondriac. I got that from her. Like, I sometimes look up my symptoms and I like, think I have... they can't watch Grey's Anatomy because they have every single thing that that show has. Yes. Every episode, Oh my God, it's I have them. that. Oh my God, I have that. Yeah. I need to go check myself. But my sister doesn't have that. And, and like, it wasn't... I actually may have what they have and I'm like, no, that's not me. 
Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, she didn't inherit, but I did. I inherited something that my mom developed in her mind as a young girl. And now I now I carry it. Something as small as that. True, true. Um, what a, Any other advice or solution? Seek God. I basically said that in the beginning, but seek God, seek teachers, seek help. I think I got help from teachers, the good ones. You know what the good teachers are. You know who the good people are. Um, go to church. It helps. Seek good friends. I yeah. feel like that's important. Surround yourself with positive people. Stay away from the negative people. And always ask for help. Yeah, don't don't be shy. Don't be um, uh, prideful of asking for help. Because I think that's, uh, once again, I, I think I already mentioned that, but a, a lot of us are prideful and we don't want to get help because we feel that we put ourselves in a position of weakness maybe or we show weakness you know what i mean when we're asking for help but no i think it's the other way around you show strength mm -hmm. you know and, and valor when you do that uh, i think another thing is that um you know I, when i used to work in construction there was a saying that um measure twice cut once you know so and if we want to If I want to say it in for what I'm what I want to say is just be conscious of what we say to one another, you know, think about it before you say exactly. it. Exactly. Think about it before it comes out of your mouth. You That's know, so basically think it twice. Think it twice and then you say it. Yeah. That's what it is. So also put yourself in their shoes. Honestly, before you say it, if you're going to if you're about to say a joke, say, hey, if I was about to, if someone made this joke about me right now in front of all these people and everybody laughed, how would I feel? You know, and then maybe it wouldn't be so funny anymore because even something like that, like I'm a big person on putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. And even if you say a joke, learn to read people's faces. That says a lot. And I think people are, are they forget that a face says so much. An expression says so much. If you see somebody and everybody's laughing, but that person is straight serious Clearly, that joke wasn't so funny to that person, you know. Hey, afterwards, go up to the person and be like, hey, I'm sorry if that hurt you. You know, I didn't mean it. You know, take time to really, like, look at your jokes and your surroundings and read people. Definitely. Um, there was another verse I wanted to just share with everyone. And just once again, talking about the power of, of what we say. It's uh, Proverbs 18:21. It says, um, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Saying that, you know, we have the power to kill someone with our words, you know, kill their spirit, kill their their self-esteem, you know, or empower them, you know, love them, bring their self-esteem to a major high. You know what I mean? So we have the power, you know, this the, the I think I'm not sure. I don't know if it's true or not, but they say the tongue is one very or, or one of the most strongest muscle we have in our body yes i believe that i think you can break someone with your tongue so once again just be conscious of what you say and we're gonna just wrap it up and we're gonna give you some numbers if you're going through bullying sexual abuse if you see someone who is being sexually abused or needs child protective services we're gonna give you hotlines I have uh, the number for Child Protective Services in my town, Santa Maria, California. The number is 800-367-0166. That is Child Protective Services for Santa Maria, California. 
I also have the suicide hotline, which is 1-800. It's not not suicide. It's National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Sorry. I have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255. And I have another one here. It's called Thursday's Child, which is for bullying Eating disorder, self-injury, suicidal ideation, sexual assault, etc. And this is 24-7. It's confidential for children, teens, and young adults. 1-800-872-5437. 1-800-872-5437. And there's a lot more numbers, you know, and I'll, we'll put them in our notes so you can check them out if you are will, uh, interested in Using one of these, please do so. They're actually here to help anyone. Do you have one? Um, I have one for mental health or anybody struggling with uh, alcohol abuse. Um, it's one eight six six three zero six five eight seven two. And one website that I wanted to share with you guys, which is um, from the show, Thirteen Reasons Why, and the 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 website is. 13reasonswhy.info. They have a lot of resources there. Um, you know, just if you're interested or need, like I said, look for some help or looking for some help, they have a bunch of resources. They have prevent, uh, suicide prevention lines, LGBTQ youth suicide prevention and crisis intervention, um, suicide prevention, sexual assault, for uh, also for men who have experienced sexual abuse or assault, um, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, drug abuse and addiction, so many stuff. I mean, resources right there. You don't have to go all over the place on the on online and look for them. No, you could just go to 13reasonswhy.info and it's not um this is not an advertisement for the show or anything like that. No, but this page is really helpful and you could find all those links and numbers there. That's uh 13reasonswhy.info and if you want to send us an email or you know have any comments about our discussion um the last two weeks you know shoot us an email at openmindspodcast at gmail.com and that's minds with a z openmindspodcast at gmail.com and i hope that this talk this these two episodes can and will help you in any way you know we're just here to share a little bit of our stories and how what we went through and how we got out of it and it's a very serious um topic but some you know sometimes we just need to talk about it and i think it helps you know yeah i agree so priscilla thank you for joining us thank you for having me well that wraps up hurt people hurt people i hope this episode was helpful for you guys and that you enjoyed this podcast Thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts or would like to share your story, please email us at openmindspodcast at gmail.com. That's openminds with a Z podcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes. Bye. Bye.